Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans for doing two days. I'm Alex Chester, and with me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? You know, any week your team wins, I feel like it's a good week, and you start thinking about your, you know, oh, like your Super Bowl plans, and how you're going to get there, and how much flights are going to cost, and hotel rooms, you stay in Airbnb. That's where I'm at with the Jets right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel somewhat similar. I think both our teams did better than the other one of us uh, thought they were this week. Uh, yeah, you know, the Vikings, it's, it's, very, it's an exciting time to be a Vikings fan. You know, Sam Bradford is the new Joe Montana, I've been reading. Um, Stefan you know, Diggs, eight, new Jerry Rice. Yeah, Stefan, well, no, that's an insult to Stefan Diggs that he's the new Jerry Rice. Did Jerry uh, Rice ever have 285 yards through two games in a season? The only problem for the Vikings is if Adrian Peterson comes back. I feel like that's the only thing that can ruin their Super Bowl run. Yeah. <laughs> you saw on Twitter, I was uh, quite ferociously upset with uh, Al Michaels' idiotic comment. Oh, this is the last thing that any Vikings fan wants to see when Peterson got injured because lots and lots of Vikings fans are conflicted about Peterson, not just off the field, but even on the field. Yeah, no, uh, that's uh, pretty by silly. The, by the way, I had a very uh, funny sort of a strange Twitter uh, little scenario on Saturday night, which which I don't think uh, anyone else appreciated other than me. So I was watching the Twins-Mets game because I'm a masochist and I hate myself. And but I was also watching um, like four of the things at once. I was watching on HBO Go on my computer. I watched uh, High Maintenance. Did you watch the first episode of High Maintenance? By the yes. way, yes, yeah. Oh, let's do a quick TV recommendation. Uh, I like High Maintenance. People should check it out. I went back and I watched all of the old ones. There's like 19 old web episodes. You're like very early aboard this high maintenance train, and now it's on HBO. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's frustrating that like the characters, you know, you maybe see a couple of people multiple times, but the characters don't really build on them on itself. But I guess every other show does that and you could watch any other show and get that. Um, but my other TV recommendation is The Good Place. I haven't watched a network sitcom since I guess Parks and Recreation went off the air and a lot of the Parks and Recreation people, including Michael, Sh- Mike Schur, who's, uh, I guess best known as, uh, as the guy who created Parks and Rec and also Moe's from The Office and. And the guy who created Fire Joe Morgan, the great baseball website, 
Uh, so they have a new show with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. It's really good. They did the first hour. I thought it was great. And there's a lot of like interesting places they could take it. You shouldn't read too much about it. You should just watch it. I feel like it's much different than I thought it would be. Speaking of the crowd that made Parks and Rec, so you do not watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I take it then. I stopped watching it. I liked it, but it, it gave me no reason to keep watching. Okay, by the way, I just got a text message from somebody who I would have no reason to know that we're recording right now. But the text message says, Alex... I'm in second place. Make sure to mention that on the podcast, please. So I'm looking at the standings of our 32 fans NFL pick'em pool, and I assume this is um, – it's either Paul Elliott, Brian Hughes, Raul Castillo, Jonathan Shapiro, Jeremy Elin, or Jake Larson because we have a, a seven-way tie for second place. Uh, I think this is Raul, actually. Yes, Raul, you are in second place, tied with everybody else I mentioned. Tom Ross is uh, one spot ahead of you guys in first place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since uh, since Raul has initiated this conversation, I will say that I uh, beat you, Akiva, this week ten to nine. Yeah. So I climbed. I climbed to one and one. You dropped one and one. You're in eleventh place, and I am tied for fourteenth place. So uh, we would both be in the playoffs if the season ended today. Although I'd be in some kind of tiebreaker. I do like speaking of one and one. I like that the Panthers are averaging th- like thirty three points a game, leading the NFL, and they're one and one. And the Rams have the same record despite averaging four and a half points a game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so back to what I was saying. So Saturday night, so I'm watching. I have like the Mets Twins game on in the background. I'm watching High Maintenance, and then I went immediately from High Maintenance as soon as it it's over. I started watching Sister Sister. Did you ever see that movie with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? No, I think it's called Sisters. Sister Sister yeah. was the Tia and Tamara <laughs> Maori show. Yeah, whatever it is, it was you. a must miss. Yeah. It, w- it was terrible, and I quit at ten minutes in. Uh, you know, I like Polar and Faye, obviously, but the movie was very, very bad. Frankly, most of both of their movies have not been very good. Uh, but the very first scene in the movie stars the guy from High Maintenance, so that was a, a big surprise to see him. You know, thirty seconds after I had just seen him on his TV show, to see him in a movie that I didn't know he was in, so that was a, that was a pleasant surprise. And meanwhile, the Mets-Twins game is going on in the background, and I hear some kind of conversation by the Mets announcers about how it's unfair that one team can field 40 players and the other team can field fewer players and that both teams should have to roster the same amount of guys before a game. And I remember that you had said last week or a couple weeks ago on the podcast something you said like, what has 68 legs and is headed to the playoffs? And the answer was the Mets. And so I said, well, why only 68? Shouldn't they have 80? Why don't they have 40 guys on their roster right now? And you said, well, they don't because of a bunch of injuries or something. So I assumed that what the Mets guy was complaining about was that the Mets had fewer guys on their roster. And so the Twins roster should have to be limited. So I tweeted out the fact that that's idiotic because, you know, if an NBA team can only, you know, dress eight or nine guys because of injuries, so the other team should have to be punished also. Like the rule is you can have up to 40 guys after September 1st, and that's the rule. Uh, and and so I said that the Mets guy was being a homer, and I was immediately corrected by Mets fans on Twitter because apparently it was the reverse. It was the Mets who had more guys dressed than the Twins. So I had to retract and say – Yeah, the say, Mets are going to well, have 40 when Stephen Metz comes back. Yeah, so I said, so the Mets – so the, the announcers weren't being homers, but they were still wrong. Like the Twins have a right to dress as many guys as they want. If they choose not to, that's their fault. You know, That's like a classic old – I have no idea why you brought that up, and it's totally pointless, but – the the uh, Marlins, the old school Marlins thing is that they like keep the roster at twenty five because they're so cheap. Yeah. So anyway, so then the next thing that happens is that I um, Curtis Granderson comes up in the eleventh inning, and I predict that he's going to hit a home run to end this game and uh, put me out of my misery, and mostly put my wife out of her misery because she wanted the TV back. And and then I tweet this out, and then you know thirty seconds later he hits a home run, and then I'm all excited. Oh, what a great prediction! And then I try. And 
you know, take credit for this prediction. And in the process of doing so, I realized that I was actually five minutes behind on the game on my DVR, literally dating back to the seventh inning. Like I had never fast forwarded through commercials. I had paused. Yeah, I've like done the seventh that before. Inning. Forgotten to yeah. catch up. Yeah, where you pause to go to the bathroom, you come back and press play. And also because I was doing six other things at once, and it was like the game wasn't that priority, so I just never realized. So actually, I had predicted a home run after it had been hit, even though it was before I knew that it had been hit. So. <laughs> Uh, great story. All right, one yeah. one more uh, actual football related segment before we rank the games and pick, uh, you know, what what the best games of the week are and guess the lines and stuff like that. Which coaches, if you had to guess right now, have a chance of being fired before the season's over? So I'll give Can you we, some names. I'll give you some names, and you tell me. Can we? In the in the context of doing that, before we get into week three, can we just recap week two a little bit? Well, generally, when we speak about each team, yeah. we, we well, but we'll, say, but we'll well, let's start. Look, let's start with Thursday night because obviously the answer to this question is Rex Ryan, right? It's kind of insane that their that their defense has been abysmal, which is not insane because Rob Ryan defenses are always abysmal. But that the response by Rex Ryan was to fire Greg Roman after their offense put up thirty one points. Yeah, totally crazy. I mean, clearly it was this idea that the players wanted Greg Roman fired, but especially when you have a coach that more than any other coach doesn't know anything about uh, offense. There, there's no way to get like some, you know, the, Rex knows nothing. So now you have Anthony Lynn. Yeah. And the other funny thing, by the way, is because I think it's 1988, I still subscribe to Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And Sports Illustrated this week was the was the MMQB issue where Peter King took over and the whole MMQB crowd, like the whole thing was football. And there were multiple articles in the issue about Greg Roman and about how he's such an offensive genius. And the magazine arrived at my house on Thursday, the same day that, or the day before he was fired. Yeah. uh, You know, Sports Illustrated, again, you could get through most issues in under 20 seconds nowadays. (laughs) Nothing has fallen from grace. More like AOL has fallen from grace less than Sports Illustrated in the last day. Wow. Hating on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I I I still read it every weekend. The writing is Um, fine, but, uh, you know, it's just so outdated. And and like they never figured out fantasy, like they've never had a decent fantasy person. Yeah. So here's the thing. The Bills now this week are facing Arizona and then New England. So Rex yeah, they're going to be 0-4 probably. Although I could see them being the Pats if the Pats have to play Brissett. Yeah, so, but it's not impossible that Rex Ryan could be fired within the next week or so. At, I think right? at 0-4 at he'd probably get fired, yeah. To me, in hindsight, the day he hired Rob Ryan was the day he basically realized, yeah, I'm about to get fired anyway. Yeah, give and my brother I some might as free well, money. Yeah, my brother's <laughs> unemployed. I'll have him hang out with me. Uh, unemployable, you mispronounced it. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, and Rob has, people are upset about Rob. If he's a good coach, it doesn't bother me so much. I mean, yes, he's on he's not really fireable, but Rex is also an interesting guy. Like Rex has fired and rehired his you know, the third wheel, like the third Ryan twin, who's like their their college roommate, uh, who's totally unqualified to coach in the NFL. But Rex has hired him twenty different times in like the eight years he's been a coach. And he's fired him a bunch of times too. These like, brothers really have weird. such a crazy relationship. Like, Rex literally decided to unstaple his stomach because Rob couldn't do it. I, I think that was a lie. I think he was kind of, if you look at he was like kind of joking. I think he, he took it out for a different reason. He said, like, he took it out in solidarity because Rob's fell out. But I, I, don't, I don't think that was true. I think there was more. No, oh, okay. Because, yeah, that's, that's an absolute Everyone in the media took that at face value. But I, I heard him say it. It wasn't like, uh, it, it didn't sound like that was the actual story. Um, I think that. First of all, Rob isn't the defensive coordinator. So, like, Rob really, you know, he's not, I don't even think he's like the linebacker's coach. You know, he's just like a defensive assistant. So, oh, what, what's his official title? I think it's just like assistant head coach or something like that. 
Like he has no real authority. It's basically just, you know, get him a paycheck. Yeah, Dennis Thurman, the Jets, you know, his his defensive coordinator from the Jets is the defensive coordinator. Uh, So maybe he'll be the next scapegoat. But what if if they go in four and the Pegulas say to Rex, if you fire Rob, you can keep your job for the rest of the season? There's a lot of cases in, in baseball, especially, and football, where head coaches are told to fire you know, some top assistant who they're close with and they've been, you know, close with for 20 years. Otherwise they go and they decide to take the f- fall themselves. So mm-hmm. that's not unusual. And I, I assume in this what case, if Rob uh, gets promoted to head coach, <laughs> they fire Rex and sort of like the Dolphins last year. They need somebody. <laughs> yeah. Rob is like the Dan Campbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing a lot of Metallica. I feel like yeah, similar body. Type. And also like if Rex get fired, then, then like who becomes the coach? Like Anthony Lynn, who also needs to be the offensive coordinator, even though he's never been one before. Um, yeah, it's a trade wreck. So, yeah, that team is now nah, I just traded today for Tyra Taylor in fantasy football in a two quarterback <laughs> league. And now I'm sort of nervous about that. Maybe I'll undo yeah. it. Um, uh, well, yeah. so hold on. Let's talk about your Jets for a second. In that no, wait, wait. So, let's 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 keep let's keep, can we keep you uh, doing the fired coaches stuff? OK. All right. Cald- so Caldwell, obviously, Jim Caldwell lost big, at home to Tennessee. Big trouble, right? Yeah. But patient owners that he has that going for him. Yeah. He has relatively patient owners. Considering how long Matt Millen was there, I think Caldwell would have to go in sixteen, like four years in a row. Yeah, he Caldwell, you know, and he's a nice man. Um, the th- all right, another one, John Fox. Does John Fox have any chance of being fired this year? No, I would say Jay Gruden has a better chance of being fired. Yeah, that team could, you know, that division is so much better than we thought. You know, the three teams that oh, didn't win the division last strongly year. Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. Oh, you're crazy. That's a good division. No, it's not. It's nine and seven's winning that division. The Giants are not going nine and seven. The Giants are good. Giants Wait, the shut Giants, down the Saints. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Giants are good because they beat two terrible teams by three the, points the, or four the points. The Saints' each. offense is not terrible. Okay, but the Saints have the worst defense in NFL history, and but, the Giants didn't score a touchdown against them the whole game. Right, so it, that, it, I don't it, think it, that's going to stay. You know, I, I, uh, I uh, more I buy so more than the defense. So what well. is going to stay is their defense is going to be good. Yeah, but the it's thing not I need for my bad. point is what's going to happen. Sure, I don't I don't care whether the Giants won forty two to thirty nine or sixteen to thirteen. The point is they beat New Orleans at home by three. They beat the Cowboys without Romo by three. Like the the there's, we have no evidence. Just like Washington last year went nine and seven without beating a single winning team. There's not a single team in the NFC East that has beaten the team that will have a winning record this year yet. Okay. So um, we, we don't have any I evidence yet that anyone all right, has let, let me go through all the 0-2 teams. Uh, Gase has no problems. Uh, uh, you know, Cleveland too early. Uh, what about Gus Bradley? I feel like, you know, clearly after the year. But is there any chance he gets fired during the year? Yeah, you know, it's funny because Cole Pepper, our Jaguars fan in the preseason, said that he thought that he wouldn't get fired even if they went like 6-10. and 10. But... There was a lot of hope right for that now. Team. Six and ten is, I think, what they are probably going to end up if things go well. Like if the main yeah, player, you know, they, if like Bortles and Robinson the, they, stay healthy, well, they'll go they lost the coin flip in week one against the Packers, and then they play Sandy in week two, and everybody picks them, and they just got murdered. I mean, they got absolutely destroyed. So, um, yeah, bad times in Florida, by the way. All the all the the Florida teams combined one and one and five, and they they all got uh, yeah. Really and the only the only other zero two team, oddly, it, are the Saints. I, Peyton's not the type of coach you fire during the season unless you're like 0 and 8 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he is I in trouble that, for sure. Um, I don't know. There's one on one teams that are in more trouble, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Malarkey is going to be in trouble. And, yeah. you know, I, I would I would be nervous if I was Mike McCoy, even though they're 1 and 1. But yeah, yeah. Jeff Fisher should be right, nervous. So let's, but of let's course. go. We have a special treat this week. Last week, you ranked the 16 games. I was going to rank them, but we got a special guest ranker this week. Uh, really hardcore old school fr- fans will know that 
this is just the second incarnation of the 32 Fans podcast that this podcast existed in 2010-2011, where uh, myself and Ari Gold, that's his real name, um, uh, you did the exact same thing we did. We didn't make it to, thir- to speaking to all 32 fans that year, but we, we made it close. And uh, we did a podcast for a while. We did a weekly uh, football recap. You could, if you really Google hard enough, you could probably find them, even though they're not on iTunes anymore. Anyway, so he sent us his rankings for fun, and I figured, why not use them as an old school tribute to uh, 32 fans? So we'll use the Ari Gold 16 uh, rankings, even though there's a couple of them I don't agree with. But we could we could point out where there's a couple really uh, questionable rankings here. So he starts off yeah. with his his Wait, favorite hold on, team. Hold on, I, yeah. want, I want to talk about week two more before we jump into week three. How about last? Anything you had say a very about truncated week two, po- we will we will get to that team. No, no, no. Last last week we had a truncated podcast, which was understandable. It was late in the week and we were busy, but you know, this week we have time to expand. You know, open our let, let our you know loosen up our I think, belts. I think get the forty five fifty minute thing works. I, I think that's smart. Well, we can record for three hours and be lucky to get forty five minutes. Uh, you know, of salvageable Usable audio. Material. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, you know. So we talk about your Jets. To me, even with that big win in Buffalo, there's still a very big risk that they that they're one in five. Because mm-hmm. their schedule is just really hard the next four weeks, and we'll talk about that, I guess. Um, the 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 only other takeaway you you mocked me for having Vikings Packers as game of the week. You wanted Cincy Pittsburgh as game of the week. That game ended up being pretty boring, right? It was not as good a week two as a, as it was week one in general. Right? No, well, week one was sensational. Week two was no. The one o'clock games were really good. One o'clock games there was, there was, there was real, close there were no games, blowouts. But yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but none of those were games that you were really interested in, right? I mean, Tennessee-Detroit was a close game, but who cares? Baltimore-Cleveland was a close game, but who cares? Yeah, no, no. I thought it was New- a solid 1 o'clock. I, the Giants, well, the Gi- well the Giants game was ugly. Time. Yeah, and, the, and then the light games were even worse because yeah, you know, Arizona blew at Tampa Bay. San Diego blew at Jacksonville. Uh, Oakland proved that they're kind of a fraud. Seattle's offense, I guess we'll get to that. I do love when you're watching problems. the Red Zone channel and, like, the last game left is the worst game. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, Jacksonville trying to cut it to 50. Yeah. Um, fine. Well, let's go to Ari Gold's list. That's what you want to do. Okay. So he has his favorite team as uh, in the in the number sixteen game, uh, the Browns at the Dolphins. Yeah, that's clearly the worst game of the week. Yeah, no question. Um, my, you know, absolute must win for Miami. I think Miami's pretty good. Uh, it doesn't bother me that they've lost that you know these. The, well, their the first two games were on the road against the two teams that we had one and two in our preseason power rankings. Right. And they lost them by two points and three points. So yeah. Yeah, I have no problem. Miami, you know, people are sleeping on probably. I think they blow out the Browns this week. Uh, their defense is, as you know, at times looked really good. I think Tannehill should be, you know, Tannehill. And they have, you know, a real – Foster's a loss, and I don't know if Ajayi and, and, and whoever else is going to come up there can really run the ball. But I think, you know, being him having three options really with Landry Parker, Charles Clay um, – not Charles Clay, uh, Jordan Cameron um, – the uh you know i i i do think that they're going to move the ball all day on the browns well that second half against new england he was 20 of 21 Tannehill, and the one was a throwaway so yeah he, he was he looked really good in that second half and you know obviously that by that point Garoppolo was out of the game but that has no effect on the patriots defense so they they finally got their offense going cleveland is obviously uh what will ail you in the situation uh you got this one right on the money by the way guessing the spreads it was a tough week for you overall. Uh, I beat you fourteen to six, but you did get this one exactly that Miami's favored by seven. I had it only fourteen to six. six. You also count ties as a win for both person. Yeah, but because that's because I'm also do- yeah, but that's because I'm also doing it like four way against Bill Anselm. So if two people tie, you got to give them both credit. Right. right? In case people so, don't know, uh, Chester is a sick person who 
guesses, who puts his picks against Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal every week. And I've been doing uh, it since 2008. For, yeah, for, for basically a full decade. Um, all right, uh, game number 15, Baltimore-Jacksonville. Yeah, I had this game much higher on my list just because Baltimore is 2-0, and but, you know, who have they beaten so far? Right, awful Nobody. wins. Bills and the Browns, yeah. maybe two of the bottom five teams in the league. And and again, their win against the Browns was ugly and unimpressive. Yeah. Yes. So so we don't yet – Baltimore, all, frankly, they're they're similar to the Eagles, and yet we don't yet know if they're any good because they're 2-0, and but it's against garbage teams. But if they go into Jacksonville and win, I think that all of a sudden they're 3-0, and all of a sudden we have to take them seriously as, as a wildcard contender at the very least. Right, even if they're not good, they're sort of in the mix. Yeah, and Jacksonville, it's a must win. Oh, so yeah. this line, when this line came out, it was a pick 'em, and we were all you had Baltimore favored by six on the road, which is kind of crazy considering again. Well, that they no, because I know the Jaguars are bad. For some reason, betters don't think that. Well, because the Jaguars lost at home to the Packers in a toss up. So yeah, they looked really bad. Yeah, but then the Packers week. lost to Sam Bradford this week. Maybe the <laughs> well, Packers are bad. Like the the power of transitive property doesn't really work till week three. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about transitive property of, of the pack. I'm talking about Jaguars themselves. There's no transition. We're talking about the Jaguars. The Jaguars I know, but how do we know? Well the only one. things we know about them are who they've played and, and who yeah. the teams they've played have played. Yeah. In, week, in week one, they looked decent. In week two, by the way, week two was a classic Jaguars game from 2015 in that they were terrible and getting blown out. But by the end of the game, because there was so much garbage time, because they were losing 38 nothing. Blake Bortles ends the game with 300 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So for fantasy purposes, Blake Bortles is like the king of garbage time. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, kind of incredible there. Uh, now that we're not playing each other this week, can we talk about who we're predicting at this? Yeah, point? we could make picks this week. That's fine. Nobody who we're playing us is if the guy, right, so, you know, if they care enough to listen to this, that that I, I'm happy. Yeah. All right. So we both uh, we both picked Miami, obviously in the first game. I'm going to pick Jacksonville to get off the Schneid here, get the one and two. But but I assume you're picking Baltimore to get. The yeah, three I think the Ravens are going to win this game. It's probably relatively close, but I, I think the Ravens are just better. Okay. All right. Who does our gold up next? Uh, number 14 is Arizona at Buffalo. Uh, this game could be interesting. Just every every shot of Rex on the sideline will be interesting. You know, yeah. Ariz- Ar- you know, Arizona, people are like writing them off a little bit after they lost to Garoppolo. But now we see the Patriots win another game. And you're like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals are probably still really good. Yeah, it's hard to know what to think of the Cardinals because we thought they were really good. They d- were very disappointing week one. They destroy Tampa in week two. The only concern is for uh, idiot fantasy owners of John Brown, like me. He's got one catch for nine yards each of the first two weeks. Don't know what's happening over there. Um, this game I would have higher just because it's entertaining to know what the hell is going to go on with Rex Ryan. He can do anything at any time. But I think this game is going to be close. I think actually I might pick Buffalo to cover, but I don't think that they're going to win. Uh, yeah, I would, I would concur with that. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, game number thirteen is uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. Uh, you know this is a this is basically a replacement level game. I'd say anything worse than this is a below average, like unwatchable game. Atlanta New Orleans yeah. games are replacement level. We we made fun of this for why is this game on Monday Night Football so terrible, and then we were made to feel bad when uh, one of our listeners who's a Saints fan told us, uh, yeah, the reason is because it's the anniversary of the famous Atlanta yeah. at New Orleans right. game after, well, the, you, after I mean, you were made to feel bad. I don't I don't have feelings, <laughs> but... Um. Yeah, but this game is actually... These this is the game of every game this week where like of the lowest teams in my ratings like the best team in this game is lower rated than any other game even because I have Miami over Atlanta and New Orleans in my power rankings so this is like twenty one against twenty three in my power rankings but you know it's a rivalry and whatever I mean obviously I'll watch but 
It'll be a yeah. Close I mean, game, Ryan probably. to Jones, should, they should you know go bananas against the Saints and similar on the other side yeah. with Breeze. And Although Cooks we thought that about Eli and Odell Beckham, and that did not happen for some reason. Yeah, but the Giants, even even if you're down on the Giants, they have a better defense than either of these teams. Yeah, um, this game was obviously this was the easiest line in the universe to predict. And by the way, like the points. Eli still threw for like almost 400 yards. He just you know didn't have any touchdowns and they couldn't really punch it in. Yeah, and Beckham Jr. only had about like 80 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the. But so who do you have? I think it'll be. The I'll Saints? take the points. Yeah, I think you you take the, I, you take the yeah, home I'll take team the here. I think I'll take the Saints at home, but I'll take the points as well. Yeah, I think you pick the home team, but it's going to be a close game. Yeah. No, number 12, Chicago at Dallas. You know, Chicago is really a sinking ship. Uh, Cutler, I think they just say he sprained his thumb. So let's say he doesn't play this week. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott is, at the very least, competent. Yeah, Jerry Jones thinks that Tony Romo's coming back. When Not does this he think he's coming but, back? But in a couple weeks. You know, so people... Oh, thought, yeah. I mean, well, he's very loyal to Romo. Uh, Jerry Jones yeah. likes him. I think everyone really... You know, Romo is a good guy who everyone in the organization really loves and cares about. But I, I just... I, you know, I don't... I, I, I think that at a certain point... You can't rely on him. And listen, it's fine if he starts because Dak is right there to back him up when he gets yeah, hurt. But, it's not but even. But talk about competent backups. Hoyer is a pretty competent backup for Jay Cutler. I think the difference between Cutler and Hoyer is pretty slim, honestly. Well, Cutler's been hurt. Yeah, but you know Hoyer last year in Houston. Obviously, he was abysmal in that playoff game against Kansas City. But his his regular season numbers were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he could uh, win you a game, Hoyer, in the regular season. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is a game. But Chicago has just looked really bad, obviously. They, they just got embarrassed that Monday night at home. So I think this is uh, where the Cowboys uh, get a big win to get to 2-1 and one in the absence of Romo. Uh, you think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East since you're down on Philly? No, I, I think the Giants are the best team. But I think that the Giants are about a 9-7 and seven team. I think the Cowboys are about an 8-8 eight eight team. I think Philly is about a 6-10 and 10 team. No, you're insane, and that will be proven uh very soon yeah th- there's just no talent in chicago it's crazy like that's just a bad team they shouldn't yeah. be good they they're dealing with nothing yeah well i mean they have talent on offense at least at the skill positions but do they i mean they have alshon jeffrey where where's the talent past that jeremy langford is good running back kevin white's supposed to be good you know he was he's supposed to be good he, i mean yeah but maybe he's still hurt maybe maybe this injury was so bad that he's never going to be good i mean i don't know yeah all right, the, Chicago the Fox Dallas. is down Chicago. on him for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have Dallas, no question. They that might be a route. Oh wow! I mean, Chicago is not going to be able to rush the the passer against Dallas. So, uh, what exactly can they do? Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, the Rams at the Bucks. All right, this one is, and Tampa. this could easily be the worst game of the week. Yeah, Bill Simmons was hyping Tampa like crazy. They won a very well, I close that, game. I had them. Did I have them winning a playoff game? Yeah, that's true. You did also. That's true. Uh, we, Tampa is who we thought they were. We saw in week two, Jameis Winston has, you know, he has, he's not going to be an MVP this year. Let's put it that way, as Bill Simmons was putting money on. Uh, they got absolutely exposed in Arizona. And the Rams, they can't, they still have the worst offense in the league, of course. But I don't know how much credit do we get them for shutting down Seattle, considering that Miami shut them down in week one. Russell Wilson's injured. Their offensive line is the worst in the game. So I don't know if the Rams are any good. I think Tampa's going to win this game, but I think that these could be two of the worst three or four teams in the NFC. No, that's crazy. Tampa Bay is better than the than the two no defense they teams just, in their they division. They just lost forty to seven. Yeah, to a good team, not to Atlanta or New Orleans. Four, they're better. But four, they're better than Atlanta. They're better than New Orleans. They're better than Washington. They're better than the Rams. They be- they're better than the Niners and probably the Lions. 
wait, hold on. People, people were you were people were picking the Lions as a playoff team last week. Yeah, the Lions are fine. The Bucks are better. The Bucks are an average team. Bucks are at least going to be an A and A team this year. Mm, no, I dis. Well, obviously that's your position. You picked them to win a playoff game in Green Bay, but to should me, we, all right. Should, should we put this? We haven't had a bet in a while. I don't know what the ledger is at right now, but should we yeah. bet on the Bucks going eight and eight or not? We're gonna bet. So the over under is eight and a half or seven and a half. What's the over under we're putting it at? The over under seven and a half. You, if you, they'd have to go seven and nine for you to win. They'd have to go eight and eight for me to win. Um, let me hold on. Let me see my prediction. See where I have Tampa predicted for the season. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers predicted to finish nine and seven. What? All right. <laughs> I just undercut my own argument. Damn it! All right. Well, let's keep going because that was the stupidest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Okay, number ten, uh, the Pennsylvania Bowl. Uh, the Harrisburg Steelers versus the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Eagles. Yeah, this uh, game is Pittsburgh way too low. Philly. I, I don't know. Yeah, what this should have been like this here. could have been the number one game of the week. It's a two and team no. at a two and team. No, it's not rivalry it's not the sort of. Game of the week. It's, it's not a rivalry, rivalry game. Yeah, they hate yeah. each other. Do Pittsburgh they? and Philly. Yeah, Pittsburgh has an inferiority complex as a city, not as a football city. As a city, now, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's rival is Cleveland, and Philly's rival is like New York or Baltimore. I don't think that they're like such opposite ends of the state. Philly, get out of here. Yeah, but Philly thinks about look, but you know, you have the Phillies and Mets of a rivalry and you have the Eagles and Giants of a rivalry. You have the Sixers and Knicks have a rivalry once upon a time. You have the Flyers and Rangers have a rivalry. I mean, Philly's Philly's rival is New York when it comes to sports. No, the Penguins and the Flyers hate each other. That's true also. Yeah, that's true. That's a they have, they have a decent rivalry in hockey. Um, you know, I mean, basketball. Pittsburgh doesn't yeah. have a doesn't have a basketball team. Well, there was the Pittsburgh Pipers once upon a time. The Fish that saved Pittsburgh, the Dr. J movie, that was a basketball yeah. team. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so this, so, this game yeah. should be higher. Um, I asked Ari Gold, and he said that he just he thinks no faith that Pittsburgh, in Philly. He, yeah, he said that Pittsburgh's going to blow him out. So why is it an interesting game? Yeah, you 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 guessed that Philly that Pittsburgh would only be favored by one. So you really seem to love the Eagles. I don't love the Eagles. I thought that that people would react to their two and zero people drooling over Carson Wentz. But yeah, yeah I don't. Well, I, I don't he see did the it against Chicago to, and Cleveland. Yeah, so yeah, I don't see the, them being the able to stop. Yeah, but they blown teams out. You know, bad teams or mediocre teams beat the bad teams, but they win by, uh, you know, three points or seven points. They've destroyed two teams now, the Eagles. Yeah, uh, Eagles fan and podcast guest Shamir Seidman was going nuts last night on WhatsApp. He is uh, very, very pumped for this Eagles team. Yeah, I mean, they're number one in the NFL in point differential. He should definitely be pumped. If the season ended today, they'd have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, well, they they are again, give me a score a for this game. Team. I will say Pittsburgh will win this game, twenty eight to thirteen. Okay, I mean Pittsburgh's defense might not be good enough to hold the Eagles to thirteen. I say twenty eight twenty four Pittsburgh. By the way, a lot of drops for the Philadelphia receivers. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Both Matthews. Aguilar and get Jordan it Matthews. Get it together. Yeah, guys. he uh, cost me a fantasy win this week with yeah, his yeah, uh, yeah. drop in the end zone. There, disappointing. Terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but we both have them winning. Oakland at Tennessee, no idea how this got this high. Wait, uh, so do I, we have a do we have a disagreement yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Baltimore, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, Oakland yeah. at Tennessee. Yeah, I have um, this third lowest of the week. I don't know what it's doing up here. This is not a good game. I think he just I, maybe he's just ranked by how close he thinks they're going to be. Yeah, he, well, he says you know the Raiders are an exciting team. They had two exciting games. They had high scoring games. They do. But, they have they have big plays. They you know they they. Can, they can move the ball. They're a little bit like 
you know, the uh, Atlantas and New Orleans is that anything's possible on either side of the ball. Plus, they have Khalil Mack, who's actually like an interesting defensive player to watch. There aren't a lot of those in the league. Yeah, I've seen too much of Tennessee through two weeks. They're a really unexciting, uninteresting team. Yeah, Even I mean, Mariota might be okay. What's Mariota's ceiling at this point after 18 games? I still think he could become, you know, I, I think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, to be like a Russell Yeah, Mariota might be very good, but this team stinks. He's got no one to Yeah, I mean, that, that, that game against the Lions was unwatchable. Their game against yeah. the Vikings was unwatchable. I will say Why I was super high open? on DeMarco Murray, and that was smart because, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, is he doing anything? Yeah, Murray got a couple touchdowns, but sell high on him in fantasy if you have him. No, keep buying. Henry will have Murray. the job by week eight. No, Murray was right. was a monster can we, last week. Can we make a bet about that? What What's the bet? Who's the starter in week eight? I don't. I don't know. We're turning into like the Matthew Barry podcast. We don't need to make fantasy football bets on individual. Right, don't players. put anything on the board. Number seven, number eight, San Diego at Indianapolis, a game that nobody cares about. Yeah, this game is also Col- way too high. Colts fans, two really boring teams in the in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I'd say the Colts are exciting in the last five minutes of the game because luck can move the ball. On Boy, anybody. the Colts have such lack of respect. I thought this would be a three-point favorite for the Colts. You only gave them one, and uh, Vegas opened at two and a half. But uh, Vegas seems to think that the charges would be better on a uh, neutral field. Yeah, I, you know, I really need more than almost any team in the league. I need another week to see with the Chargers. I'd say the Chiefs also because that first game, like, was it good for San Diego? Was it good for K- you know? I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the San Diego KC game in week one. Um, yeah. The Colts t- offense is good, though. If the Chargers are decent, you go into Indianapolis and you win. Because you should be able yeah. to move the ball on them all game. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a must win for the for both teams. Well, you know, the Colts, if they lose, they're done. They're 0-3, even though 8-8 can win that division, depending on how good Houston is. We'll discuss that in a minute, I guess. But uh, I just think I think the Colts still have potential to uh, get back in it just because Andrew Luck and their offense is really good. You know, they, they, they were respect, respectable at Denver, right? They gave up both a, a fumble return touchdown, interception return touchdown, which is tough, obviously. Uh, and, and, you know, and then they lost that coin flip game against the Lions in week one. So I, I think they're not a good team, but they're a team that could be 8-8. Eight eight, but we're both picking which, the Chargers, right? No, I'm picking the Colts for oh, sure. Oh, okay. All right, number I'm seven. The Colts, I'm picking the Jaguars. I'm picking in all these mediocre AFC battles. I'm picking you the pick home the home team. team. All right, uh, number seven. I'm very curious. We have to say about the Jets at the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Jets. Some real troubling signs from the Jets that they've given up two passes, two touchdown passes in the air, fifty yards or more. Uh, there was only three in the entire NFL last year. Darrell Reeves already given up two. That's not great. Uh, they went from sacking Andy Dalton seven times to not even getting close to sacking Tyrod Taylor once, despite the Bills missing their left tackle. You know, it's that's a little concerning. On the other hand, uh, Fitzgerald has moved the ball at will. Matt Forte has been one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, the Jets' defensive line is, it, you know, it is, uh, you know, has three Pro Bowlers on it, uh, and their linebackers have been have been fine. Uh, they really don't have a weakness. The Jets, if Revis stops giving up hundred yard plays, you know, every first quarter. Uh, so I don't know what to, uh, you know, I don't know what to what to make of of going to Kansas City, which is usually a tough place to go. So I'm curious what you have to say as a as a neutral hater. Well, look, the Jets have been impressive through two weeks. I think they very very nearly beat Cincinnati, who was my preseason Super Bowl pick. Right, but now maybe that's not as good of a win. Looking at how like Cincinnati really showed nothing last week against. The no, I di- I disagree. You lose at Pittsburgh by a touchdown. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I, I'm I'm not backing off my Cincinnati pick just yet. Um, the, the Kansas City though is what I want to talk about because they've really had three awful court, uh, halves so far. They were terrible in the first half against San Diego, and then they looked really bad in Houston this week. So 
you know, this is a game where I would have picked Kansas City to be a lock, and I would have picked like the Jets as a possible anti-survivor pick this week, if anything. Um, and now all of a sudden, I think this is really a toss-up. Uh, Vegas had this at three and a half, which is I got this one right on the money. You had it at two and a half, so you actually think the Jets are better than the Chiefs on a neutral field. I'm not ready to give up on the Chiefs yet, but uh, the Jets are clearly better than I thought. I still think that the Jets are going to be at best two and four through six weeks, just because their schedule's so tough. Well, it's such a um, weird matchup for the Jets because. Uh, we we already know how to beat the Jets. You throw long, you and you abandon the run. And, and Alex Smith can't, yeah, right. And then the, and the Chiefs can do nothing but run, and they may be able to run on the Jets. The Bills were able to run on the Jets after the bomb, um, but that's because the Jets said, "Oh, we'll we're happy to let McCoy run for five yards a carry since Revis can't." You know, we're, we're going to have a tough time guarding Watkins and Goodwin. I is think, Revis finished, or is it just you know some bad luck? You know, so weeks? both long touchdowns. So. Uh, uh, Phil Sims was blaming the safety in week one and, and pro football focus actually, you know, gave that, that, uh, touchdown responsibility to, uh, to, uh, Gilchrist, the safety, not to Revis. Uh, and then we two, yeah, the Goodwin thing was bad, but it, he was pretty like, he just stopped for, he started running a half a second too late. And if he starts running later, I think he keeps up with him. So it's very troubling. You know, there was a fight in, in training camp between Brandon Marshall and Revis and Marshall yeah. yelled like you don't care anymore to Revis. And that's like oh, now I thought it's like, because he made fun of him for Hopkins beating him. Or something in like 2015. that. 2015. That's how I read an SI anyway. But like now it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe there's some truth. Like maybe like cause J.R. Smith gets into a fight with Revis this week and Revis tells J.R. Smith, like, who cares? I'm going to Canton anyway, you know. That's like a troubling attitude. And I have a championship already. So like Wait, what does he play for? Smith on J.R. Smith on the Cavs? Yeah, J.R. Smith said Revis Island's open for business. <laughs> and Revis, Revis, who like rarely tweets during the season, tweeted like, uh, "Why like, is Revis getting in feuds with random NBA with, players?" Yeah, a guy who hasn't even been signed yet. And and yeah, he and Darrell Revis responded back like, "You know, still going to Canton, brah." And that's just weird. And, and I have a championship, and Wait, and he's bra kept tweeting it. Bra. I think there was a U in there. I would assume. No, I think you pronounce it bra. Oh, it's bra. Like, bra. I think they say bra. I think they say manzir actually. Oh boy. Anyway, I think um uh he shouldn't be worried about that. I'm a little concerned. Uh you know, he he came into the league as like a pretty fast player. He was a punt returner in college, but uh his speed has definitely dipped and and you know that's the concern and is his heart in at 100%. The stupidest defense of Revis that I saw Thursday night was, oh, even at his peak he's not as fast as Goodwin. That's not his fault. Like, yeah, Goodwin is a Oli- borderline Olympic, you know, speedster. Nevertheless, he has the, be- the the longest jump in the entire world this okay. year. Okay, never. But he's not a good NFL receiver. Like, there's by that logic, then he should be getting 80 yard touchdowns every week. No, right. he's not a good NFL. Player. Right? Why don't you put Usain Bolt there? He'll score a touchdown yeah. every play. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, look, no, that for work sure. Once upon a time for the and Cowboys, it, it, the, the only guy who ever had a problem with, with was the small, fast guy. Like Ted Ginn Jr. did famously beat him for a really long touchdown. You know, in a year where where you know a three year span where basically that was the only touchdown he gave up. Um, the you know, so we'll see. But to me, I'm actually going to pick the Jets this week. I think that they match up really well with the Chiefs. Chiefs will be able to run for like a solid, you know, five yards a clip like they do against everybody. But I just don't see them damaging the Jets. Uh, and I, th- I think the Jets can move the ball a little bit on them because the Jets also now aren't reliant on one receiver. Like, yeah, if they put Marcus Peters on somebody and shuts them down, who cares? Like Eric Decker could destroy you. Quincy and Nunn was playing great. You know, they they have three rookies at receiver. Who only one of them has really been unleashed yet, but I think Robbie Anderson, who led the preseason, uh, the NFL in preseason receiving yards, like 
and and runs like a 4.240 is going to end up being like a really good player in the NFL. They just have like an embarrassment of riches at, at uh, a couple different positions. Are you uh, on board with the Numa as a fantasy relevant player? No, I because I that will go away. Uh, if Marshall's like hurt, then yeah, he as a starter, he's okay. But there's just it's hard to divvy up those touchdowns between Marshall and Decker and Anunua. And you know, thank God if you're in fantasy that the Jets have still, uh, you know, last year I think tight ends caught like six balls the whole season. This year they're at zero for the Jets. The Jets have, I mean, you could argue that Anunua is really a tight end because he plays on yeah, the line a lot. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to pick KC in this game, but um, if KC loses this game, I might have to uh, reassess where I rank them. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, uh, you know, how KC looks in in, a, in sort of a, a more even fight here. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle. Not sure why this is so high because yeah. it's the, it's the it, this you is know, the second worst game of the week. Yeah, this is the highest spread of the week, right? And it's number six. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, people are going to, you know, would you Survivor Seattle if you were still alive in Survivor pools? No, I, I was I was knocked out this week apparently because I picked the Lions over the Titans. Yeah, that's an idiotic pick. But um, wha- why was that wha- an idiotic pick? The Titans no, look so it, bad in Week One. Come on. Was it the game in Tennessee or was it in Detroit? No, it was in Detroit. Oh yeah, that is kind of that's that, that's kind of bad luck. Um, San Francisco at Seattle again, transitive property. The Niners beat destroyed a horrible team, and then got soundly beat, but didn't didn't you know it was almost a victory for them that they didn't lose forty two nothing to Carolina. A really bad team gets destroyed by Carolina. So maybe they're a little better than we thought. I mean, they lost by 19. They they jumped out to an early lead, and then they got utterly destroyed over the next three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, no, I'm not saying that they almost won. I'm just saying, like, the the way Tampa Bay lost to Arizona, like, a team like Carolina will absolutely annihilate a team. Yeah, they lost nothing. by 19. Like <laughs> 19 is nothing. Carolina is amazing. 19 is nothing. There's been no spread of 19 in the NFL going back at least to the Patriots no. 16-0 season. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Is Everyone a else understands what I'm saying. Yeah, 19 is a no, ball. My don't. point is, it, the San Francisco I thought before the year would lose that game 42 to zero. I'm just saying they're <laughs> a little better than they only lost by 19. What an improvement! What an improvement! But yeah. Seattle, what do we do with Seattle? We have no idea if they're decent. Yeah, well, they did this last year. They start slow every year. I don't understand why. Uh, it's like the Mark Teixeira thing used to do that in baseball. Now he starts and finishes slow because he's just bad. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why every single year Seattle's starting slow. What's the explanation there? Yeah, I think Pete Carroll's distracted in September with a lot of different theories and things going on. I, yeah, I don't that's know true. if <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know if uh, you know I mean Russell's still great. You know Doug Baldwin is obviously not you know, the new Chris Carter, like, you know, that, so the, the offensive and Jimmy Graham, for whatever reason, seems totally washed up. So the offensive weapons are pretty lacking there. You know, Thomas Rawls wasn't, isn't going to come in obviously now and, and uh, be the new Marshawn Lynch. So what do you do? You know, that they're, they're a, a team that has, I don't want to say a ceiling because like they're a really good team and they could turn it around and win the Super Bowl. And but, we both had them number one in our preseason rankings. Yeah, but and I'm all, they were I'm number off. one in all. They were number one in offensive DVOA last year with the exact same people on offense. So their offensive line is bad, but it was terrible last year also. I mean, my power rankings right now are Patriots one, Panthers and Broncos tied at two, uh, Steelers four, and the Cardinals five. And I don't even know if I'd put the Seahawks at six. Oh, I have the Seahawks down to 10 right now through two weeks. Yeah, I'm saying like, I don't know. But but they'll rebound. You know, I'd have the Packers right there with them. I'd have the Vikings right there with them. Um, I'm Cincinnati. very curious. down on Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm down. I, I, so, show me something this week, Cincinnati. We'll we'll talk about them at the end. Um, you know, I, I'll i be honest, by the way. I'm going to sound like a huge homer. 
you know, we play Seattle uh, very soon. Is it next week or in two weeks? And uh, I'm curious to see if the Jets can move the ball in Seattle and maybe beat them. Well, that's at home, and that's a must-win again because your games are so tough uh, in you know September. Yeah, whenever Seattle in September is a must-win, then it's it's the schedule is probably too hard. Yeah. Listen, well, then you see. get to if, that if, jet schedule, and they have Cleveland, and they have San Francisco, and they have the Rams, and they have uh, the Bills again, and the oh, Dolphins the twice. Half, the second half is so I'm saying but the pr- you, you get to three and four, and you could, and you'll still make the playoffs possibly. Oh, it, if the Jets are three and four through seven weeks, that's a success. If the it, two and four, I think would be a success for them through six weeks. Yeah, I but thought that Ravens game one, isn't a gimme either. The seventh, game. I, th- I thought they were going to be one and five, or or even zero oh and six through six weeks. So they're already doing better than I thought. I mean, but, listen, all it takes um, is one minor Fitzpatrick injury, and then Geno comes in the season's over. Yeah, so you're more impressed with San Francisco, so you're going to pick them to cover this week. It's a 10-point spread. You only had it at seven. No, I think Seattle, like, unleashes the pain against San Francisco. Finally. If right. they have anything, then they have to destroy the Niners this week. Yeah, and also, I don't know if it means anything, but they do have a history against the Rams of losing in right, yeah, St. Louis and they don't, slash right. LA. I agree, agree. Which, and which listen, they the Rams, San Francisco. The Rams stink, so. but the Rams have, like, you know, Super Bowl talent on defense. Let's be fair. Like, they just have no offense at all. Aaron Donald's yeah. the best player in the NFL last year. They have, you know, tons of good players in the front seven. They cut guys right. who could start on a lot of teams. Like, there's some talent in St. Louis. Uh, all right, number five, top five games we're getting to, Redskins-Giants. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's too garbage. high. Listen, But, you know, it is fun to see the Redskins kind of burn. Like, the Redskins, <laughs> I don't know any Redskins fans. I don't have, like, Redskins fans. Oh, I have uh, a few. Friends. But the the media seems to like overrate the importance of the Redskins because DC is like the second well, main media place that whole after division. New York. That that whole division. Is, yeah, but you DC know, like, for some like. But I think the Eagles matter in like the general scheme of the NFL, and I think the Redskins kind of don't anymore. But the media will like make you believe that they do. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I to to me it, the Giants team that I think, you know, there aren't a lot of blowouts in this division. But the, the I, I to me I'm going to pick Giants twenty seven sixteen. Uh, Cousins looks like he's losing the locker room, and that could get ugly fast. Yeah, you like that? He does not. Uh, you had this line at six and a half, so yeah, you obviously are going uh, to pick the Giants. They're only favored by four, which surprises me. By the me. way, you were very much on board the, you know, I think Cousins might be a lot more like the guy who had the worst interception percentage in football until, uh, you know, week three of last oh, yeah. year. Yeah, pat my pat myself on the back for that yeah, one. Yeah, so you could give yourself. But uh, you, wh- what do you think? The Giants are going to win this, right? Yeah, of course. Ari Gold, we asked him to justify this horrible ranking, and he said, oh, the Giants and Washington are evenly matched teams, which uh, that is a blisteringly hot take because they're not evenly matched teams. The Giants are a 9-7 and team, and right now the Washington looks like a 4-12 and team. All right, and the Giants are going to get out to 3-0 and with uh, two wins in the division, including one on the road and another win against uh, you know uh, an NFC opponent. So a very good start for the Giants. They have, an easy, they have the opposite schedule of the Jets early on, it looks like. Uh, all right, number four is Detroit Green Bay, uh, also a little high, but I do think this is an interesting game. Detroit really needs this, at least to make this competitive, oh. if they want to show us something. Yeah, this line opened at eight, which was higher than either one of us would have guessed. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's 14 consecutive games now that he hasn't had a quarterback rating of 100. So he's uh, he's definitely been struggling. You know, he's under 200 yards, even even against Jacksonville. You know, he has a couple. The thing when when you when you play against the Packers, it's such a nerve wracking experience because every single play Aaron Rodgers has the potential to do something amazing. And so it's a very stressful experience to go against them. It is weird just to have a guy like in his prime go from immortal to like just good. 
Well, he's 32 years old. That's you know we just take for granted because of what Peyton and Drew Brees and Tom Brady did that that or, you know that, or even Brett Favre that they're right. But he also has 40. less miles on them. Like he sat but, for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. But there you know there's quarterbacks who are you know Donovan McNabb was a Pro Bowl quarterback year after year and was basically out of the league at 34. So it's true. Not, but his body was also like ravaged by running more than Rodgers probably. Yeah, um, and Rodgers again. Rodgers in, on an individual play-to-play basis can look incredible, but you know Jordy Nelson's back, so I don't know who to blame now. But the Packers have certainly they got off to a slow start. Uh, I think that they're going to blow out Detroit. I think this is where they get things back on track, similar to Seattle. Uh, I don't think they blow them out, but I think the Packers win by a touchdown. Okay. All right, number three. I do think this is an interesting game, uh, at least on paper. I don't know if it, aesthetically it will even be watchable. Unless you're really curious to see how Jacoby Brissett is. But number three is Houston at New England. It's on Thursday night. I, You know, Jacoby Brissett is almost certainly playing. Probably will play week four also. Uh, you know, if uh, uh, does any part of you think that, like, Belichick is totally cementing, double cementing his legacy now? Because it's like, oh, he did it with Castle. He did it with Garoppolo. He did it with Brissett. Brissett got hurt during this game. Julian Edelman threw three touchdowns. Yeah. You know? Look, I, I was the one back in the day when you know when people first started making Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady arguments. One of my points that I pointed to was the fact that Tom Brady misses a season, the Pats will go eleven and five with Matt Castle. Peyton Manning missed a season, and the Colts went two and fourteen. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's not a good quarterback, obviously, but Belichick can do it with anybody, and he's proven it. He did it with Castle. He did it with Garoppolo. So Brissett is like you know the bottom of the barrel. I was shocked this line. I thought New England would be favored by three and a half at home, and the line opened with Houston favored by two and a half in New England. Now Houston's looked really good. Uh, you know their defense has looked really good. I should say they really uh, they destroyed Alex Smith in week two. They um, but I we who knows what to expect from Brissett. This seems like the one game that New England could likely lose of their first four, and they come out of it three and one without Brady. Obviously, that's a tremendous victory. But I don't know. I just I really buy into Belichick, and I think that I think Houston's offense has looked better than we expected. But I'm I'm picking New England at home. I just I, I can't pick Houston to win this game. You know I like Houston. They're obviously going to be in the playoffs. You don't argue with that, right? No, I do argue with that. Again, I, I think they're they're obviously the favorite to win their division. But it's not impossible that they could go nine and seven, and, and somehow the Colts or the Jaguars. The thing right. is, they're both well. It's getting late. Teams. Yeah, it's getting late early for those teams to go nine and seven. Yeah. Not that they can't, but good luck. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the Texans, and I, I, you know, I it's hard to pick because Brissett might be the worst quarterback in NFL history. But I just don't think you know that's not the Patriots have never we have, shown. We, we have no idea what he is. Right, right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Patriots to win that game. But I would if oh, I was oh, a gambling oh, oh. man, I would stay away from the game. Obviously. Yeah, so how high do you have Houston on your power rankings right now? I haven't been number nine. Yeah, I would have, you know, after the six, I said, you know, that, that seven spot through, you know, 12 is wide open. So you could, you could, I would listen to an argument for the Houstons, for Cincinnati if they bounce back this week, for the Jets if they go into Kansas City and win. Uh, you know, there's, a, you know, Baltimore at a certain point you have to start respecting, although I'm not sure that's the time yet. Uh, the Eagles, if they play the, if they, if, if the Eagles beat the Steelers, you have to put them there. Uh, I'd say right now the Giants are my seven. The Texans are probably my eight. Oh, I have, I have the Giants at number twelve still. Again, they've beaten nobody of consequence. All right. Well, listen. Those, these these debates will. It's week two. These debates will. Yeah. All be settled in due time. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of sad. Only fifteen uh, football Sundays left. I'm kind of getting depressed. <laughs> By the way, oh, let's let's have this conversation because we had an argument uh, off air um, where we were talking about you. You messaged me and you said I'm at a street fair, and this was like the middle of the day Sunday, and I thought you were joking because. It was football Sunday, uh, and yes, your team played Sunday night, 
So it wasn't like you were missing a Vikings game by for a bit, but like that's not acceptable. And I want to just make it clear on the air. So um, if this is really only for the married people, right? I don't think this applies to the non-married people. Married with children. Uh, okay. Married with pa- children under, under with the children. age of six. Under the age of six. Right. Mar- well, not under the age of six, but, uh, you know, with children who are still in the house who need like to be watched and entertained. No, but if you have like three boys aged like 12, 10 and nine, you sit there and you watch football with them. Oh, oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can watch football with you, that's different. But the point is, Chester thinks it's acceptable to go out with your family on football Sunday. And I say, you know, go out at 8 a.m. and go freaking apple picking or go to some street fair on the Upper West Side where things probably cost $10,000 for like a shell. And, uh, you know. A shell? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like a, like a seashell. I don't know. <laughs> Lots of people um, are buying at street fairs in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't go to street fairs because they're on Sundays and I'm freaking watching football. Yeah. All um, right. So first of all, you use the word acceptable. It's not that I said it's acceptable. I said that it's simply realistic. So if we flash back to uh, the wild card weekend last year, Sunday, when uh, the Vikings obviously lost, uh, thanks to Blair Walsh, to Seattle. So as I think I said in the podcast at the time, we had a wedding that was scheduled for uh, you know the the reception was going to start like the pre wet the pre ceremony yeah. weddings are different was... than like going to some dumb thing you know with your family yeah yeah, that could yeah okay but yeah so the the pre the pre ceremony reception was going to start at four the wedding was going to start at five this was a wedding of a guy who went to medical school with my wife so I have no connection to him I have absolutely no connection to her I had no interest in going to this wedding her, you but mean you your know. wife. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah. So anyway, um, and so this wedding was going to be in New Rochelle, New York, and my wife wants to make sure to be there at four o'clock for the opening reception because she wants to get as much sushi as possible in her body, basically. Uh, and I said to her very simply, I said, look, the Vikings are playing a game that starts at one. It'll be over at about 415. There's a zero percent chance that I'm getting off my couch uh, before the game is over. So the options are that at 415, this game will come to a conclusion and then I'll get in a car and I'll get to the wedding by five. Uh, the other option is I can go to New Rochelle, watch the game there at a friend's house, and then when the game's over, instead of a 45-minute drive to the wedding from the city, I'll have like a five-minute drive. So that's what I did. So she went with her with you know from the city later, and I went to watch the game with a friend of mine. So I started talking to all my friends in New Rochelle and asked them, hey, can I come watch the game with you on Sunday? And most of my friends and, and all of my friends, again, who live in New Rochelle, that means they live in the suburbs and they have kids and they have a house, et cetera. All of my friends said, "Sure, you can wa- you can come over to watch, but I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I got to take this kid to a birthday party, and I got to no, do this, listen, and I got to do that." It is this you is the to leave the house is, during. It, this is the NFL that, playoffs. Yeah, this but I'd NFL say playoffs. one random Minnesota, a Seattle, Minnesota game. If you have no dog in the fight, is actually less of a big deal than you know nine one o'clock hey, games where you have to wait, you know wait. you're it, the regular season is more important than the playoffs. That's crazy talk. It's. In a certain, in a weird way, it kind of is. In the sense that, first of all, it's not crazy talk because you are very proud of the fact that when the Vikings get eliminated, you don't like watching playoff games anymore. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, but I still do. I just like. So here's the thing. Back. You no, know, so I know. I, was... I want to know for, for our listeners, like, if okay. you're married with children, obviously there'll ha- be one or two Sundays a year where you have, you know, it's your grandma's 90th birthday and you got to go do, you know, but. Are football games if like if you're listening to this podcast are football games off limits for your family? Are you staying from home one, from one p.m. Eastern to midnight Eastern for ten hours straight? Is it off limits basically? Because obviously you're going to watch here and there. You're going to get to watch your team, etc. But can you say to your wife, "Listen, I'm watching the one o'clock games. I'm watching the four o'clock games. I'm watching Sunday night football, and you can't interrupt me the whole time." Well, That's she can say, "Hey, we need to go do something for an hour. We need to go say hi to my aunt, whatever." Uh, what's a good time for you? And then you could say, okay, let's do that right after the one o'clock games, and then I'll be by a TV by the end of the four o'clock games. Wait, I think that, that's that, perfectly that, reasonable. That, but 
but that's what I did. That's actually the exact time that I left. You missed the one o'clock games. No, I watched the one o'clock games. I we left at four o'clock and we were back by six o'clock. Oh, but the one o'clock games don't really end till like four thirty. Yeah, I missed the last couple minutes of a couple of those games. Well, that's bad. And that's really that's a problem. Yeah, but there I don't even no know why you have in. a football podcast if you're missing the last yeah, minutes uh, of the one o'clock. Well, because I, I because I came home and I caught up on them on Red Zone. So everyone anyways, re- email in or or tweeted us. And let, I mean, yeah. I'm very curious Again, what people before 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 I had kids. I lived I lived a different world. You know, I'd watch football with my friends the entire Sunday. We I'd go to you know one of my friends' house like when I was in Boston for law school where we had like a four TV setup and you know that's what you would do all day Sunday. But it's a different world when you have other obligations. Also, I have a problem because my wife works on Sunday nights most of the time, so which means that she's sleeping on Sunday during the day. No so boy, that's part. Yeah, listen. You're, so but that, you have sons, so at least they'll be able to watch football with you soon. Well, we live in a post-gender society, so my, my kids of any gender can watch. football. Oh, of course, you, your daughters can. But yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, sure. but but I don't have to. My oldest son, I think I mentioned this. To you, <laughs> my oldest son really wanted a Vikings jersey. We were, so we were watching the Vikings Tennessee game together in week one. He's three and a half, and he said to me, "Why aren't we wearing our Vikings shirts?" So I went and put on my Adrian Peterson jersey because my only Vikings jerseys right now are Peterson and Moss. Uh, as I did tell people, I I actually bought a Teddy Bridgewater jersey. <laughs> and then when he got injured, I returned it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> which probably shows that I have very little faith uh, in, in his recovery. But um, so, yeah, so, so I'm stuck with my Peterson jersey. So I put on my Peterson jersey and he said, well, where's mine? So we, we had a bunch of like Vikings onesies that fit him when he was younger, but I didn't have one his size. So I went on Amazon to see what they had available. And I'm not going to get him Adrian Peterson because he's a child abuser. And I wasn't going to get him Teddy Bridgewater because he's injured. And it was Slim Pickens after that. It was a bunch of former Vikings. We had like a Darren Sharper as an option if you're okay with oh rape. Boy. We had we had Brett we had Brett Favre as an uh, Brett Favre as an option if you're okay with you know flashing uh, and texting pictures of your junk to uh, to random female reporters. It was uh, very very Slim Pickens. So I ended up just caving and I and I bought him a Bridgewater jersey because he doesn't know the difference anyways. But um, so yeah, so I I can almost get him to watch football, but it's going to be a few years before the, the the second one and the third one who hasn't even uh, hatched yet. All right, so speaking of Bridgewater, his former me. team, the Vikings are playing the Panthers this week, and that's our number two game. Uh, that is definitely uh, you know one of the top three games of the week, along with uh, you know I, he got the top three right, I think. Yeah, I have the top Pittsburgh three in the, in the in there on the on the on the week three Mount Rushmore, but I think he got it right. Um, well, I have Jets and KC actually as number four. I have Pittsburgh Philly number five. I don't think Sam Bradford's going to have as much success against the Carolina defense as he did against Green Bay. But listen, Trevor Simeon beat the the Panthers, so it's not like they're unbeatable. Um, you know, I, you think that the Peterson loss, if he's not there this week, is is not really a big deal with Aziata and McKinnon, and the fact that Peterson is averaging seven inches before he gets uh, before he gets hit for the first time. Yeah, thirty one uh, carries for fifty yards through two games since the merger, the lowest yards per carry of any player in NFL history uh, to get at least thirty carries through two weeks. So he looked really bad before he went down. Um, you know, obviously there is some value lost when you go to McKinnon and Asiata exclusively without Peterson, but it's not a huge deal. I don't think, I don't expect the Vikings to win this game, obviously, but, um, it is a good test to see, are they, you know, as I said, they, last time they played Carolina, which was, it was in 2014. Now they destroyed them. And then from that point forward, Carolina went and I think went, right. that was like the O and eight Panthers. And then they won their last seven games. Yeah. 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 Then they won, they won four in a row to end that season after the Vikings killed them. And then they won 15 to 16 the next year. So Carolina has been on quite a run since the last time these teams faced each other. It's, you know, it's Cam Newton, the same, you know, the Vikings have had a bad, hard job keeping Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. He he ran for a touchdown and he had a couple other decent runs last week. Obviously, that's going to be a bigger problem with Cam Newton. You got to keep a spy on him. I don't expect the Vikings to win this game, but I would like them to keep it close. You know, you've been, you were sort of uh, 
you know, touting the Vikings last year when no one in the league was on them. And then after, even though they lost their playoff game, people must have realized like, oh, that's a really good defense to absolutely shut down Russell Wilson in the playoffs. And, you know, it should have won that game. Um, I, th- I still thought it was a terrible loss for Green Bay last week. Like at a certain point, I don't care how good the defense is. You know, you can cover Stefan Diggs. The other receivers they've drafted haven't really panned out. Uh, Tre- Treadwell, are- Treadwell didn't even dress week one. Week two, he got on the field for two two plays. So I'm yeah. I'm really concerned there because I heard nothing negative about him at any point in the offseason. So I'm wondering what's going on there. Yeah, That's I, definitely a concern. Yeah, it was a hideous loss, I think, for the for the Packers if you're trying to be a team getting the playoffs and trying to get a bye. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the Vikings keep it close, but I, I can't see them going to Carolina and Sam Bradford out-dueling Newton. Uh, so yeah, I have if, 24-17 if the, Carolina. If the Vikings were to win this game, where would you put them in your power rankings? You said you have Carolina tied at number two right now. Yeah, I, and I have I, the Vikings, you know, I had, I, I said uh, seven of the Texans, eight of the Giants. Uh, I mean, even right now, that was such an impressive win. Uh, you, you know, you could really argue for Minnesota. You probably, I'd, right now, I'd say Minnesota's number nine right in that range. And I, I don't know if I'd move them up into the top six. I need to see what Seattle does. But I'd say the six, seven range, I would I would certainly consider. But I mean, if you win in Carolina, that means you can make the Super Bowl. Put it that way. Because that's yeah, what you're going to have to do to make the Super Bowl. The, the Packers were number one on the ESPN power rankings uh, going into week two. And the Vikings beat them. And now yeah. Carolina is number two. But that's two, insane. Uh, I don't know if that's insane. A lot like of the people, Jets no. were 10 and then they lost by one point in a game. They dominated the Bengals and dropped like 10 spots. I had the Packers at number two in my power rankings. I don't think, you know, number one was insane. Nobody really had them outside the top three or four. Here's the deal. The Patriots are much better than the Packers. The Broncos yeah. are better than the Packers. The no. Panthers are better than the Packers. And the Steelers are much better than the Packers. Well, right now, this week I dropped Green Bay to six. The Steelers are frightening. But... I don't, we're, we're all sleeping on the Steelers. The Steelers might be a Super Bowl contender right now. Yeah, well, Sports Illustrated predicted them to win it, so... Uh, so Not they probably won't. They them. probably won't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you just don't read SI anymore. <laughs> the game of the week, uh, Denver at Cincy. I would probably. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, since he's got to show me something this week. Well, yeah, they got to show really dis- You predicted Denver to be favored in Cincinnati by one and a half. So you were five points off. Well, on because since he was awful last week, like they clearly have taken a step they back from. They were awful. They lost by a touchdown at Pittsburgh, who you just said is a Super Bowl contender. Pittsburgh was slapping them around all game. <sighs> I don't know. I think. Um, is Vontez perfect? He's still out for this game, right? It's a three-game suspension. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. To, to me, and by the way, Pittsburgh, you know, one of the three best players on the team is missing, and they're still destroying people. I don't see any scenario for Denver to score 20 points in this game. I really don't. Uh, Jets move the ball at will against the Bengals. Jets don't, you know, is Ryan Fitzpatrick so much better than, than you know, whoever the Broncos are throwing out there? Trevor Simeon, I would say he is. I'd say they're rece- well. Denver has good receivers, also, but I say and the Jets, the Jets, Jets receivers. who the Jets who had like twenty sacks all last season got seven against Cincinnati. How many sacks is Denver going to get against Dalton this week? Like the number might be forty. You know, like he's not going to have time to throw it all. I don't and know. He is, he's supposed to have a good offensive line. Yeah, but they couldn't. They literally couldn't block the Jets, who aren't really a pass rushing team. So you get picking Denver week to win two. This the game. Jets can't get near the quarterback after destroying the Bengals' offensive line. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to pick Denver. 20 to 17, uh, you know, Cincy at one and two should have been on three. Uh, you know, I'm not writing them off even then, but, but, you know, to, it's, I'm a little concerned that they are, you know, that they've taken a step back. And I, I mean, can Denver, in your mind, can Denver win the Super Bowl with Trevor Simeon and quarterback? I, I can't say no. No, the answer is did. yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just did win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I can't say no. 
Yeah. So, um, all right. And and a new segment, um, Super Bowl pick after each week. You could keep it, but as of now, what's your Super Bowl pick after two weeks? Uh, it's two weeks. I'm not abandoning my previous Super Bowl pick. Which was what? What and was your preseason Super it's, Bowl it's, pick? It, it's, I feel like it's too early to completely abandon. Where so what I was your pick? I, what was your I said in the preseason that I the Cincinnati Bengals were going to win the Super Bowl. Against? The <laughs> trying to make exact Against the Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, what, do, you, it, do you remember it, my Super Bowl pick? Uh, no, that's your job. <laughs> I think it was New England, Carolina. Is that right? Mm, it was some rematch. It could be. Yeah. I think it was New England, Carolina. And anyway, um, New, New, New England looks like a safe bet right now in the. Yeah, in the I'm AFC picking New England, Carolina. I think, uh, especially now, you realize like, oh, they could lose Brady and still make the Super Bowl. Like they're beating, they beat a good team without Gronk, and a decent team without Gronk. Like the, you know, they're pretty scary. Yeah, I, I if I was redoing it, I would take New England. But for now, I'm sticking with Cincinnati until uh, until. Proven otherwise, if if they if they lose at home to Denver this week, then obviously they're a step behind the top teams in the AFC. But right now, they beat the Jets. They lost at Pittsburgh. Neither game really sways me too much. Yeah. All right, this was fun. All right, you still don't have a sign off. How about this was fun? <laughs> but that's not always going to be accurate, is it? No, uh, I hate you. Um... <laughs> Uh, this is the this is the series finale. I have uh, maybe we'll say it next week. I sent you an idea for like a post, uh, you know, an after football podcast. We could even start it during football season. Did you? It's an amazing idea. I'm sure you hate it because you hate all things that are good. Did you like my idea? Who's sponsoring it? You or I have to sponsor it myself? No, we're both sponsoring it. So your idea, explain it to the listeners. Okay, well, we may get if you like this idea, well, I will get started with it next week. Uh, the idea is, and this could take us through, uh, you know, a portion of after the football season, but we'll start doing, um, a, you know, applications. We could start as early as next week. Uh, the idea is to have some sort of like trivia Jeopardy style contest with the listeners. Uh, the ultimate goal would be one listener goes up in a sports trivia contest against me and you. And if they beat you, they get, uh, well, how much did I say? $100 each of our money? $500 <laughs> each of our money? Something like that. Who, who's asking the questions if we're both competing in this? Uh, we'll find, like, I don't know. We'll get to ask, like, Harold Rosengarten. We'll ask somebody like that to, you know, come. I, I think it's got to be, like, one-on-one. So, like, I ask the questions one week, and it's you against the listener, and then you ask the questions the next week, and it's me against the listener. Something no, like no, no, no. I Listen, I have, the, so, my, no, because I think they have to be both of us, because that also, you know, we're, we're going to risk a lot of money here. We're going to risk, like, a thousand bucks a piece. It keeps going up. Um <laughs> <laughs> listen. So anyway, because well, also we want people to like n- who not don't just listen to the podcast. Like, uh, you know, we want we want them to sort of seek it out and find it. But it, we'll have some sort of application process. Maybe every week we could have one person on the air, and I'd say like, okay, you know, I would, name. I would, say, I would say for now, maybe whoever is leading our thirty-two fans pick and pool. They've shown their their knowledge of sports. No, 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 no. no. That's that's asinine because it, to me this is more of like a decathlon. It's like it's not just NFL. It's it's who you know. It's uh, NFL. Um, you know, basketball, so how, college so how, basketball, so, college so football. How are, how are you? How are you going to choose the the guest who's going to be competing in this? Well, competition? we'll start with having uh, an application process to get past the first round. Uh, let's say, for example, I say, you know, uh, you know, name. Let Let's just say we're doing hockey, which we probably won't start with hockey. I'd say, like, you know, name all thirty goalies, and you have to name at least like you get like three misses. You have to name like twenty seven goalies in the NF- in the NHL. Let's just say like the, star, but, the number one goalies on each team. Yeah, or, or just a goalie on each team, with just Oof. because who knows what the on. number. I'm how just giving do, an how example. How many people do you know? Who, how many people do you know who could do that? I'm giving an example. See, we pr- that's a hard question, but I'm giving you an example of maybe a football version of that question without giving the question away, unless I want to ask it. 
you know, I hope th- I hope your robot brain can understand what I'm trying to say Wait, here. But but, but how, how are people how are people competing in this competition? They're just emailing us the answers. Like, I don't no, understand. no, maybe we'll have them on the podcast. One, you know, one person a week. Wait, so we have people on the podcast to, to try to compete to see if they can be on the podcast. So how no, do you decide? We who have that them on the podcast. Okay. All right. Listen, this is all thought out. I just, I forgot yeah. I'm speaking to someone. In these weeks <laughs> There's a few different levels. There's anybody who wants to um, apply for this game show can apply. Yes. How do they, what, what is the application process? That's my question. Okay. You just need to email or tweet at us and say, I want to be in the, but please don't waste our time. If if you are not like a hundredth percentile sports fan, don't bother with because I will hang up on you in the middle of the call. Like if you if you can't name you know the bat you know all thirty two starting quarterbacks and eighteen backups, then 18? you're already out. Can you name uh, Can you name eighteen backups? I can name all thirty two. What do you um you know you you can name all thirty two? No, right. probably not. But I can name Who, about twenty five. <laughs> who's the backup quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? That's a good question. Who's the backup uh, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Chad Henney. Who's? Oh, it is still. Yeah, no yeah. way. Still, yes, it is Chad Henney. Yeah. Well, wow. okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go. All right. Jets. Geno Smith. Dolphins. Matt Moore. No, no, Bills. E.J. Manuel. <laughs> Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo. Ravens. Yeah, but no, no, it's not Garoppolo. The, the answer for the Patriots right now is they don't have one. It's okay, uh, to be right. signed. It might be Peyton Manning. Don't be fresh. All with right. Me. But yeah, that was an, that was an easy division though. Um, we're not doing. We're not going through all thirty-two right now. But the point is, no. You. My point is like. You're gonna have to beat me and Chester. So if that's not even yeah. feasible, don't waste our time. But so I would have someone on, and I'd say, "Hey, uh, you know, John Smith, uh, you know, name." But it's more of a decathlon, so you need to know not just the four major sports, but college basketball, college football, uh, and you'd to win, you'd probably have to have at least a you know a uh, a workmanlike understanding of some of you know golf or tennis or. Or soccer. Um, I don't know if I could throw make, NASCAR in there. We could make like a Sporkle as the application. We have to take like a Sporkle test. That you well, it I will essentially be Sporkle, but we do it on the air. It's yeah, essentially it, a Sporkle type thing. I'm saying, how do you decide which person gets on the air? How do you pass that first threshold? You still have an There is no that. first threshold. They, the first threshold is if you want to come on. Wait, are you saying, should I give them a pregame Sporkle to even let them come on the air? Is that what you're saying? Because I can do that. Well, I think that the pregame threshold is the fact that they had to listen to over an hour of this podcast to hear this. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But also, if you know someone who's like the biggest sports fan you know, and they don't listen to the podcast, they're welcome to... Uh, join the contest. No, we only uh, want listeners. See that? That's why I want to. Ins- I want to reward people who join the thirty-two. Well, fans yeah, they have to I become think. listeners. Yes, they also have to pass a test on thirty-two fans trivia. That's true. <laughs> so they can come back and listen to our catalog. <laughs> the problem is you would never pass that test because you don't listen. Uh, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, no, but I'm serious. I, I, you know, we'll probably we won't get to the actual. You know, the the would, final. Would you would you be willing to put a hundred dollars of your money on if I if I ask thirty two fans podcast trivia questions, you against a listener, <laughs> like you against Johnny D Silvera? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I would take I would take down uh, Johnny D. I, I I I could do it. I I don't hear every word you say, but I guess what you say, and I could figure. <laughs> I in, I intuit a lot of uh, what you're what you're trying to say. Um, uh, yeah. So I think so. The first, yeah, email or tweet at us and say, uh, you know, hey. I want to be in the well. We need a name for it again. We shouldn't have just thought of this on air, but oh, that's okay. Uh, I did. I did tweet uh, G chat at you last night, and you totally res- didn't respond. Um, the well, so what's the name of the contest? Third, uh, the King of the fans. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible name. All right, we got to come up with a name to this. But anyway, tweet or email at us and and tell us you want to be involved. And, Stump the uh, self-hating nerd. Stump the self-hating nerd. Yeah, and I don't know about that. 
But uh, yeah, it'll, it's a little bit like Stop the Schwab or Win Ben Stein's Money also mixed in there. Uh, and we will get to one person and they will be able to come on and uh, we'll have a live uh, finale with All our right, so with our money we'll, risk. We'll, we'll see how many people contact us this week. And then based on how many that is, then we'll figure out how we're going to decide among those applicants who comes on. Sure. And th- sure. And then, and then, but, and then also, gotta... but, but I'll also give it next week. We'll maybe mention it at the beginning of the podcast instead of like an hour and a half in. Yeah. And we got to recruit like Harold or somebody to be the, the question asker. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get someone who's good to, you know, who, who, who knows the types of questions. But yeah, I, I think, I, how, I think Howie Schwab is available. So I have his email address. I could, I can email Schwab. <laughs> I, I did. Actually, I, the, Schwab is a big Survivor fan. So that yeah, we maybe can... uh, maybe get Rob Sesternino. Speaking of Rob Sesternino, by the way, so oh, you yeah, and we I could get uh, Rob to ask the questions, but I I don't know if he's want he's going to want to sit there and come up with the questions and come up with yeah. So Rob, Rob uh, is in that fantasy football league that you have discussed on your Seinfeld podcast with him, and because of the uh, the trolls were running that league, they scheduled the draft of Rob's league when Rob wasn't available. So you and I drafted for him, and he's yeah. uh, running away with that league through two weeks, running away, destroying everybody. We, our team it's better than my teams in a ten team league, and that's a twenty team league. What do you get for winning that league? A belt. You get like a WWE style belt. Okay, so can Rob put like your and my initials like in the corners of the belt in acknowledgement of our, sure. of our picking his totally. championship sure. team? I'm sure he'd be happy to do that. All right. Uh, is there any chance that Rob is listening to this point of the podcast? No, no, no. I hope not. <laughs> I, he's got much better things to do. Yeah, he, he used to be a weekly listener, but I think he really dropped off when we uh, jumped into 32 fans in 32 days. It was, it was a little much for him. He didn't need to hear about a preview of the Tennessee Titans. No, sometimes he listens. But I think... Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we scare people away with these podcasts are too long. I do think we should keep the 45, 50 minutes. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll be back next week with possibly a, a guest or two in a uh, to be named trivia competition. Yes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.